Hello authors, I'm Joanne Morell, children's and young adult fiction writer and author of Short Nonfiction for Authors. Thanks for joining me for the Hybrid Author Podcast, sharing interviews from industry professionals to help you forge a career as a hybrid author, both independently and traditionally publishing your books. You can get the show notes for each episode and sign up for your free author pass over at the Hybrid Author website to discover your writing process, get tips on how to publish productively, and get comfortable promoting your books at www.hybridauthor.com.au. Let's crack on with the episode. Authors, I hope you're all keeping well in whatever part of the world you reside and listen to the podcast in. Today's episode is an almost Merry Christmas mashup of past guests. We have children's author Sean Turner, the scriptpreneur Tammy Gross, fantasy and sci-fi fiction author Phil Asmundson, public librarian and author Emily Paul, Joanne Morell, that's me, on author fears and how to overcome them, adult and children's author Ellie Royce, children's author Christinita Brown, children's author Kylie Howarth, and also children's author Oliver Pomavan. As you can tell, we like the children's authors. <laughs> So in my author adventure this week, it's been nice not to feel so mentally busy. As I have said in past episodes, I overloaded my plate in October and then had to re-unload and that's been good. So my main focus has been shoveling the last of the items needed to my web designer to finish off the website. And all I can say, folks, is it is amazing and it's finally here you might even be listening to the podcast on the website which is a feature you can do now so I would absolutely love to hear your thoughts and comments about the new site and yeah go and check it out please it's still you know hybridauthor.com.au let me know your thoughts I just absolutely love it the only feature that's not available at the moment is the books feature because I'm as you know if you're an avid listener of the podcast I have been formatting my books ebook audio and print this year and had to stop get back on stop now it's time to get back on so I can have my shop selling direct running and you know hopefully be able to share my work this way let me know what you think I'm happy to report we have a new sponsor of the podcast coming on board and I'm super excited to share who with you in the coming weeks. But for now, if you love the podcast or any of the episodes has helped you further in your author career, you can now pay it forward by buying me a coffee over at buymeacoffee.com slash thehybridauthor. Links all over the new website and in the socials. Or you can leave me a review on whatever platform you listen to the podcast on to help other writers like you discover the podcast. Let's all support each other. So that's enough from me. Let's crack on with the episode. At times as well as parents and writers and in this day and age, there, we're, there's so much that women and, you know, have on their plates. Did you find, was there any challenging moments of being a parent and trying to have a writing career throughout the years? And, and how did you get through that? Definitely. Yes. Uh, I think the hardest part of motherhood is actually losing that space to think. So even though having another 
human being to care for is the most rewarding thing on earth it's also probably the most demanding I'd say and along in the early years with the sleep deprivation you're, you're juggling so many hats so that first part of you which disappears is the creative impulse and that's a very hard and frustrating um, place to be in so I can certainly relate to all of the other mothers out there who've been who are in that boat at the moment and and are, and are trying to forge a career at the same time as care for their children so for me actually I thought my children are getting a little bit older now so the youngest is eight and the oldest is 16 and I thought this time would be a window where as the children are a little bit older I'd have more time to write Um, but for me I admit I've got an extra challenge in that I'm actually a single mum now I haven't left my hospital work completely I'm actually working while the kids are at school in more of a hospital administration role so I guess I try and snatch those moments of time and spaces when I can it's important to feel patient in that moment and not feel like the time that you've got is wasted time and just be kind to yourself that's a big part of of motherhood I guess learning just by living with children which is fantastic you're learning what children are like and you learn what they like as well so realizing that soil that moment is is just a space in time where you just let your ideas and stories from it. (laughs) (laughs) Went on vacation with my family, went to a pirate museum with my sister who loved pirates. And I found out about these lady pirates, these two women who lived 300 years ago and they were swashbucklers. And I couldn't believe that I had never heard of them. They had never been in a movie. I had never read a book about them. I didn't know anything about them, but they were real. And I could just see the whole movie playing out before my eyes. And it's like, I need to know more about them. And I need to know how to write a screenplay right now, because this is what I want to do. And that's what I did. I actually started researching them. It took me all around the world. There's like a whole story about how, about the research and, and how I actually became a victim of pirate descendants while I was researching, while I was in the Bahamas, I actually got robbed uh, oh by some gosh. people who were self-proclaimed pirate descendants when they found out that I was writing a book. And then later they robbed me. <gasps> it was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah. I, and uh, so I was doing all that. And then um, I obviously had to figure out how to write a screenplay because like that's what I started out doing. And I became pretty good at it. I ended up writing a whole bunch of different little things and then some bigger things and figured out kind of a method for myself that I can get into later. But uh, uh, I started winning awards and everything and was helping other screenwriters. And I realized this is my thing. This is I mean, this is my thing. And and the music kind of I sort of like I was doing all this music, music, music and helping other people and my screenwriting kind of took over and took over completely. <laughs> uh, do you have any tips for authors or hybrid authors listening who would like to write from a different character's perspective, obviously, other than their own like you have? Well, you know, obviously, um, th- there were two lessons from what I just talked about. Number one is ask for help. I mean, you cannot do this. It's so hard to step into somebody else's shoes. And that's, that may be one of the problems in the world here. We don't, we don't know how to step into other people's shoes and see the world from their eyes. And maybe that's why there's so much conflict in the world. Either. But uh, so, so, so ask for help because yeah, people are more than willing to. I mean, when I would tell them, oh, I'm writing a book about a 16 year old girl, the girls would be like, really? You know, does she look like me? Uh, how old is she? When's her birthday? I'm like, oh, I don't know anything. Answers any of those things. Um, but so, so ask for help because people are willing to give it. And the second is just know right up front, you're going to get it all wrong originally. It's just not going to work out. It's going to be, it's just, you know, it was that thing with, with 
you know, Alexa and her parent being close because, you know, she only had one parent. Well, I discovered through conversations that, you know, one parent to a child is usually more difficult than two parents because there's two parents that can bounce it off. And so the, the child has either their father or their mother to go through or whatever the relationship is. But when they only have one, they've only got one point of contact and, and you know, it never works out quite as well when you can divide it, you know, divide and conquer, so to speak. The other thing I learned, and, and this took me a while, and it, if we talk about how I went through this whole process, you'll, you'll see why it took a while. You have to understand that every character in every story evolves in one manner or another. And so what Alexa is in the beginning of the story is a shadow of what Alexa is at the end of the story. And so you need to you need to plan on how that's going to happen because it's going to change the relationship. So in the case of her mother, she struggled with her mother, but then her father came back and she wanted to know more about her father. Well, the only person who had the answers to that was her mother. I'm involved in collection maintenance which involves a lot of weeding, which horrifies people um, because it's essentially throwing books away. So if you can imagine, you know, how many books are published all the time, I'm sure you can. You've probably encountered these massive TBRs that people have. You know, we're getting thousands of books through a year and we're not this infinite repository of books. So if we're getting a thousand books in a year, we kind of have to get rid of a thousand other books to make room for them Mm. on the shelves. Managing holds cues can be challenging. You can imagine, you know, Trent Dalton put out love stories earlier in the year and we may get one copy per branch but that's not enough to get people reading them as quickly as they would like to be reading it so we might end up with 12 copies and by the time the demand runs out what are we going to do with all those 12 copies then we might have to get rid of eight of them and people are just horrified I think by the concept of weeding being rejected So the author fear is being rejected and reject means to refuse to have, take or recognize. So unlike most of the fears in author fears and how to overcome them, rejection is one fear that you can almost guarantee that you will be up against if you want to have a career as a writer. None of us want to be rejected and who knows, you might not be. If you independently publish, you don't have to be rejected time and time again. You have the option to take your publishing efforts into your control so you can put your books out there and you're not going to be told by a publisher no hey that's we're not interested in publishing that you can put it out yourself but you can almost feel rejected I suppose if your books don't sell or they don't sell well that can feel like a bit of rejection on that part but if you are choosing the traditional publishing path uh, where rejection is almost a given the tip I offer to you is to change the word rejection and don't think of a publisher saying no to your work as a rejection but instead refer to it as a not at this time because it's very easy for us to take rejection to heart and some of us can even think our work is rubbish or we're not good enough and we really take it personally but in reality publishers receive a massive number of manuscripts each week that in this industry is fierce it's competitive which shouldn't deter you by any means it should fuel you to go after what you want harder and faster than ever before publishers only have a certain number of books that they can accept in a particular genre so they also have and they also have to look after the author list they have already established so the authors they already have working for them as well 
So it would do us well to remember a rejection from a publisher could be because your story is too similar to something they've just produced and it isn't quite ready for them to take on another work like that. They also have to look at your manuscript as a whole and consider how much work your book needs, editing-wise, and whether they have enough time in their schedule to produce it. I have heard from a publisher before on a publisher panel and that was something that she had said. Uh, Sometimes their schedule is very full and when they're reviewing new works they need to look at the state of the manuscript and if it's something that's quite doesn't need heaps of work and they love it then they'll take that on if it's something that they need to work on a lot more and they don't have the time then that can be one of the reasons why they reject it so remember when you receive when or if you receive a rejection realize many factors come into play it's not always about the work not being good enough it's many more things And remember, with each no, you are one step closer to a yes. So don't take it personally. Just because it's a not right now doesn't mean it's a never. I got another rejection for for some work that I'd sent to a publisher. And I got, uh, I spoke to a, a, a publishing expert, I suppose, you know, someone who's in the publishing industry, who more or less said to me, you know, your challenge is that you're a mid list author. And I had sort of got to the stage where I thought, look, I don't know. I don't even know anymore. Maybe I'll just put it all aside and carry on with life and do something else quit basically which is what a lot of people say yeah I'm quitting I'm quitting writing books that's it I'm done I'm done and we do that quite a lot we quit and then we get back on the horse and go back so I was kind of in that frame of mind when I actually listened to an episode of your podcast as I said in my comments earlier with um, Sarah Epstein talking about her self-publishing experience and it was so inspirational and just lit my fire again and I thought yes look flip that around you're a mid-list author, that can be a challenge or it can be a benefit. Use it as a benefit and see what happens. Yeah. But what has, we'll start with what's been the easiest part of it for yourself. Mm, <laughs> has yeah. there been an easy part? Yeah. <laughs> you already know, you might be able to guess, but the easiest part for me is receiving feedback. Like I absolutely love the manuscript assessments and I love the editing process because I really enjoy when someone literally tears my work apart. I love it. <laughs> you're standing alone there (laughs) (laughs) I know because I'm a bit of a problem solver and like I want it to be perfect so I know that sounds so naff and everyone's just like you're an idiot (laughs) no I think that's great I haven't heard that before really everyone's that that's probably for most people quite the most terrifying part because you know they've they've sort of put their all in and then they hear all this this feedback but I guess just just from your background and being in professional industries and stuff you're probably used to that you can see how it makes things better so no I love that yeah no I do love it and I get jealous of those people that are on publishers especially when they say that their publishing company has an awesome editor and I'm like well how awesome are they and what do they do and like I'm just really jealous because I'm like I want to get in there and I want to find out what's going on (laughs) what they're learning and how they're like changing the books and that's probably the best part for me what have you found was the hardest uh everything else (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and the, the other thing I wanted to say about festivals actually is it's it may seem intimidating and scary, but 
if you're a first time speaker at a festival, they know that and they don't put you in their major time slot following yeah. one of their, you know, huge names. They put you at a quieter time slot in a yeah. smaller venue. So there'll be, most festivals will have several different rooms and there'll be a venue that holds sort of a smaller amount of people. And then there'll be the room, like the auditorium that can take a whole heap of people. So they won't book you for that room. Yeah. <laughs> When when you yes, got only one good. book out and you're new to it, you know. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's um, good. They're trying to support you and they book you to support you as well. They want to support local authors and they'll sort of guide you through it. So yeah. it's not as bad the first time as you think it could be. Today's topic is on writing funny. You write, obviously you said you've written from personal experience and I guess things that have kind of happened to you. That, that do, do you feel you write what you find funny or what you know to be funny? Yeah, look, I think I always say, you know, in order to have a sense of humour, you need to make sense of your humour. So always start with what makes you funny or what you find funny. And that way, once you tune that into your stories, you actually work out that, uh, and this is something that I discovered as well, is that it doesn't matter how hip and modern the kids are. It doesn't matter how much technology they have. Fundamentally, it all comes down to the simple fact that comedy is still tragedy equals surprise plus time. So it's kind of <laughs> like, you know, it's it's just quite simple in terms of like some of the things that I've experienced as a kid are still things that kids experience to this day. So, yeah. for example, having an annoying little brother or sister <laughs> or having very strict parents who are overbearing or, you know, being embarrassed because they're not wearing the cool clothes that other kids are wearing. So that wanting to belong, that yearning to not be embarrassing or different is still there. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So I always say, like, you know, if you do want to write for kids especially, tap into yourself when you were a kid growing up. So there you have it, folks. Multiple authors sharing their magic. Almost Merry Christmas time on various expertise to help you on your author adventure. Links to all these authors' websites and full episodes can be found on thehybridauthor.com.au. Next time on the Hybrid Author Podcast, we have hybrid author of children's and YA fiction and cycling travel memoir, Stephen Herrick. I wish you well on your author adventure in this next week. That's it from me. Bye for now. That's the end for now, authors. I hope you are further forward in your author adventure after listening, and I hope you'll listen next time. Remember to head on over to the Hybrid Author website at www.hybridauthor.com.au to get your free author pass. It's bye for now.